and welcome to Thrive in Resilience. My name is Noelle Clay Kalonu Okoye Osha, and I am the host for this podcast. Um, today is July 4th, 2020. We are three months away from my 30th birthday, and I thought it would be appropriate for me to jump in and share my answers uh, to my Thrive and Resilience questions that I've asked all of my guests, guests thus far, and I will continue to ask the guests who come and share this space with me. So here it goes, um, and I hope you enjoy it, but I hope more so than you enjoying it, it helps me. Um, it helps me take a minute to reflect, to pause, to breathe, and to kind of have gratitude and and grit and grace um, and be right where I am exactly as I'm supposed to. So here we go. How are we connected? Well, I am the one who's, you know, interviewing myself and I am self. So thus we are connected. And I've known self for almost 30 years now. Um, and I wonder about the consciousness of when you come into knowing self. I feel like I learn more every day, but I also think I knew a lot when I was younger about who self was. And a lot of like my life is returning to that, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. So tell us the story behind your name. I love this question. Um, I love this question because I think it was a huge turning point for me to understand my name Um, and to kind of understand it for me. And I learned more about my name, I guess, all of the time. So my first name, Noelle, my mom really loved Christmas and um, she thought that was a great name and it's spelled N-O-E-L. So I saw something the other day about you know, how you have to correct people every single time uh, they they pronounce, they say your name. And one of the things I've struggled with with my name, not struggle with, um, I guess struggled, a challenge I've had with my name is <laughs> people will say Noel. And people, I mean, like my law professors who, you know, see that I'm a female but call me Noel. But maybe that's correct, right? Like, who? what way do you say this word that holds both feminine and masculine? That can be said Noel, but also Noel. Um, and what is the right way? And I think that's where it's like my right way of saying my name is Noel. Um, and I, I wouldn't correct this law professor who would always do this. And I was just like, kind of like, hello. <laughs> but now, in where I am, I think I would approach him and say, hey, professor, my name is Noel. <laughs> Noel, thank you for getting that correct. Thank you for trying to help, you know, get that out into my classmates and the world correctly. Um, my middle name, Kale Kalaunu Okaoya Io. Kale Kalaunu Okaoya Io. This is my maternal grandmother's middle name. I never met my maternal grandmother. She passed away when my mom was 18 from a brain aneurysm. When I was growing up, Kale Kalonu Okooya Io meant the wreath of truth. I always thought this was such like a big name to carry. Yes, first, because I never met the person who held this name. And I just heard magnificent stories of her and how kind and loving she was. 
and then just the heavenly wreath of truth to come in and be a connection of truth. That's not an easy thing to do and to speak on and to um, live up to. What is the truth even when there are so many people who say this way or that way and grounding back into truth? So more recently, I've kind of learned to break down my name. Kalei, the lay, the connector. Kalaunu, I've learned. Kalei Kalaunu, to be a crown flower. And this was really significant in, in learning this because it, rem- it, it, it connected me to, Kale, uh, to Lilio Kalani, the last reigning monarch of the Hawaiian kingdom, a queen, a female. And her flower was the crown flower, which is Kale Kalaunu. The crown flower is Kalaunu. Um, and I just learned this. And when I'm about to be 30 years old, I'm just learning about new things about my name. So, you know, wherever you are, there's always something. And that connection to the last reigning monarch of Hawaii in my maternal grandmother's name, that is now my name, is such a big deal, I think, in guiding what the truth of the heavens are. Woka oya yi'o. Somewhere along the way, like, there was, you know, whether that be my great-great-grandmother or great-grandmother or whoever named my grandmother decided to weave upon us both this dedication, this adornment to our nation, the Hawaiian Kingdom. Hmm. This name, this name people really are like, wow, this is exotic. This is a beautiful name. Can you say it for me? Um, it is printed on my ID, and it was a big deal when I graduated from college that, you know, the person announcing my name could say it. And then in law school, they, like, were so excited that they said it, they forgot to say my last name. Um, and at that time, I was married, and the Kenny was like, what the heck, they forgot to say your last name. And he was kind of like, what? That's important. Um, but this is a this is an area where, where people very much so, like, oh, what are you? Are you Hawaiian? Um, and so when I say I am Hawaiian, it's like literally embedded into my name, my Inoa, that you know that I am Hawaiian with that Hawaiian name. Mm. Not everyone has one, but I have one. And my last name, Shaw, mm, this, you know, like when we got married, Kenny and I, I intentionally, I don't think I intentionally, like, was like, why, this is why I wanted to have his last name, but now that I've grown into the name more and, and learned more about our relationship and the history of of him, you know, and the history of all the things that he represents, it, it makes sense. You know, at that time, I was kind of like, of course, this is my partner, I want to take his name, um, but now it's turned into, like, I want to take his name because, and not take, I guess have, have his name, um, because I want that strength and resilience and that history of what that name has. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you know um, that that name was, um, uh, was part of the, the slave history that he and his family endured. Um, and overcame and still you know and just rise above that that time but acknowledging that that's a root of where where they're from (laughs) which is really interesting because my daughter my you know my oldest daughter part of her name is the rootlet you know that understanding those roots and the root connections and causes, that's so interesting. I only just got that now. Wow, always learning. All right, so that's my name. Noel Kale Kalaunu Oko'oya I'o Shaw. Where are you from? So, um, or yeah, where have you been? I think that should be the question, not where are you from. Where have you been? That's a better, that's it. 
because that's that's like where have you been or where are you from i gotta work on that one maybe where are you from is it i am from i am from the kingdom of hawaii Um, and a lot of people are like the kingdom of hawaii was illegally overthrown and is now the state of hawaii you know under the illegal occupation of the state of hawaii blah 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 so how can you be from the kingdom of hawaii and i think that's where the truth and um the imagination and just that hope of what that is and me in like embodying the nation of hawaii in doing that it exists even if just in my brain even if just in my heart and body and soul individually it's really it's 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 weird it's different but that's the truth of it so this understanding of uh, coming from the kingdom of hawaii i think it's deeply embedded in my mo'oku auhau, my genealogy. And I'm learning more about that every day. So um, on my dad's side, I'm um, Japanese, Chinese, Hawaiian, German, Swedish. So my grandfather was Hawaiian, Chinese, um, and um Japanese and his the Asian relatives relations on that side came straight from Japan actually I don't think I'm Chinese on my dad's side I think my Chinese only comes from my mom's side gotta double check on that anyway so his family um the Japanese family came from Japan to Hawaii and um started off in Hawaii I believe as plantation workers and then just kept working and working up so that relationship is like not um one from america to hawaii that's from japan to hawaii so that genealogy that my maiden name is soma and the soma ohana of japan it's this big horse community um and the horse community like legit there's a place called soma city and they have this big horse festival and I think when I was in a a junior in high school we went to Japan my dad my brother um, and I and then some of my great aunts and my grandparents my dad's parents went to Japan and we experienced Soma City and we experienced Japan and we experienced this horse festival Um, and you know when we talk about doing mo'oku ohau work like that was part of doing the mo'oku ohau work for me and on my Soma side um you know, there's there's a lot of property ownership that exists now in Hawaii because of the that Soma side, um, and not it's a it's a it's an interesting thing because it's like held individually. I don't know really. It's held individually, but also communally at the same time. Like they're trying to hold it for the families, um, so that's that's interesting. But the Hawaiian side of my my grandfather. Um, his name, I should say his name, um, Wayne Yoshida Soma. Um, the Hawaiian side of him is an Akana. Um, and I met my great grandmother. Um, and I wish I, you know, like this is stuff that I should write down and really get to know so I can tell these stories really well. But I met her and she was just the sweetest lady. And actually, she might have been Chinese. So she might have been Hawaiian Chinese. And th- therefore, my grandfather, Wayne Yoshida Soma, was Hawaiian Chinese. So that's my grandfather. Um, and he passed away when I was uh, going into my senior year of high school. And he was a big influence on my life. Um, he taught me about the importance of writing letters. He taught me the importance of serving your community. Um political activation my grandfather would put up signs in the community he would go door to door and that meant we were going door to door um he also helped fundraise to build like big parks um and i think he did a lot of that in his later life in his earlier life he served in the military um 
I can't really remember what arm of the military he served in. I I want to say he was um in some some kind of telecommunication telecommunication in the navy maybe. But anyway, that exp- maybe the air force. Um because yeah, air force is correct. That experience connected him with my grandmother who is straight from Germany. So my grandfather went to Germany for work. And he met my grandmother, Birgit Rosemarie um, Mir, straight in Germany. And my grandmother was on her way to become an architect. And then she meets this man, this charming Hawaiian, Japanese, Chinese man. And um, just swept off her feet. I think they're both swept off their feet. And he convinces her, come come with me back to Hawaii, come, um, let's be, be together, be married, and, um, so my, my grandmother, um, German, Swedish, um, she has, you know, she was alive during World War II, and she was a little kid, and her family had to, like, when they were, when she was little, uh, her family was very well off, and then when World War Two came, they had to leave their home and all of their possessions. Um, I'm, you know, I don't really know exactly how the story went, but there's that history of like losing it all, and um, that insecurity of not having what you used to have as much of what you used to have. So I think when when my grandfather said, "Come and be with me," it was an offering. Um, especially after those that like that trauma of of experiencing a war of losing it all and being a young kid and then you know like trying to navigate being german in germany after the mass killings of all of these jewish peoples um under german regime so i can see that now like as a ticket out of that oh that's pretty interesting and I just got to that. Um, so they got married. And. Um, yeah. They had. My uncle Mark. My dad. And my auntie Shante. Three kids. And. Um, you know. Life went on. And their kids had kids. Um, my oldest cousin. Auntie Shante's daughter. Summer. And then. Um, she had Christian, and then it came me, then it came my brother and my my cousin Rosie, um, and our lives with with our grandparents was very full. Um, by the time that you know we came around, they were in retirement age, and they were ready to just like fill our lives with everything and more. Um, and you know when I shared that my grandfather passed away, he passed away from having. Um, kind of overindulgence in his life he ate and drank a lot but like an overindulgence in all of these good things and I think I think he he was ready he had harmonized he had balanced um, he had come and done what he was supposed to um, and it was a lesson for all of us too you know he was he was a good man but he had flaws too um, like all of us. So that's my dad's side. That's where I come from on that side. Um, and, you know, the connection to Hawaii is really interesting because I have like a service member. I have two service members, um, armed service members, and I have like this land ownership dynamic. And then I have this European descent straight from Europe um, that had experienced all of these things all on one side. And then, but there's like duality even in that space of um, the Kane and Wahine marrying. And so then my dad, uh, my dad is a product of that duality. And um, yeah. So on my mom's side, um, my grandfather... Ever Ataikiamoku, he's a Hawaiian Chinese, 
and French and Scottish men. Um, you know, who even knows what, like, the blood quantum breakdown of all of that is. That's just all of the things he comes from is that. And my my Papa Everett, my Papa Kayama is what we call him. Um, he was a big time um, construction development. He worked in construction. He also served his con- served the United States. Served. I don't know if that was his country, right? Because you know, like like if you have to think about placing where my grandparents were in the spectrum of all of this um they lived in a time where they were told that being Hawaiian was bad like do not claim the nationalism of Hawaii not maybe not the yeah no the nation don't claim the nation of Hawaii it's a bad thing don't speak Hawaiian don't let people know you're Hawaiian you don't want to be that that was the history that that existed for for my grandparents just be quiet and work hard just stay alive hmm so anyway um my my papa kayama um he was a developer he um was an engineer so he would like he built the road going up to mauna kea um, he had tractors and all those things, and he was also a big time fisherman and farmer uh, rancher so you know my grandfather and my grandmother and i 'm going to talk about um lived live lived because the land's still there on Hawaiian homestead um in Waimea, and the ranch land was also in Waimea too and um you know this is a house this is a place which is so great about old homes and old places like this house in Waimea was home to my great to my grandmother to my grandfather and to all of their children my mom and my uncles and aunties which is so cool because like I I've been there and I that house is just it holds um so much so much stories and love and love in like all of the ways right so that's my grandfather and he passed away mm, <laughs> he passed away in 2016 and a funny story about this is I I think about him passing away and I was actually hapai I was pregnant with um Ke'eve Anaya our oldest daughter at his funeral and I found out at his funeral that he died and I just have this thought in my brain that like he passed to allow me to have the strength to bring her into the world um, so just the passing of that torch. And my Papa Kayama was just a, mm, just a gem. And, you know, like definitely, definitely hard, but soft at the same time. And I, I remember this one story of him when all of us cousins, and there's tons of us cousins, there's like five, six, seven, eight, eight of the core of his core mo'opuna um (laughs) we were all there and we were just cracking up and he came in and he started fake laughing and then he would stop he's like why are you guys crazy and he would go ha and then stop and we just thought it was so hilarious that he was you know making these jokes with us and taking this time but you know this papa of mine would would say you know like oh i cannot speak hawaiian i was you know told that was bad but um gosh i think he really he he probably this papa of mine this papa of mine is the one who who told me to become a lawyer um this papa of mine is the one who very much so pushed education for all of us like my papa soma you know, he's like, oh, you know, do what you're going to do. I'm going to be proud of you. Um, more so instilling, I feel like, values. Um, like, like verbally instilling those values. And then, uh, but also showing me that too. by Like, he was a big people who draws people together to connect and be together. And my Papa Kayama would show me. 
like and make me do it with him so working hard on the ranch or um just just so many things I feel like he showed me instead of told me um and and that was that's I think that was like the Hawaiian existing in him still um and because you you see that the showing of something is sometimes a lot more powerful than the modeling there we go the modeling of something is a lot more powerful than the telling of something um telling someone to do someone it's modeling and doing it alongside them um so that's my papa ever and like i said earlier i never met my my tutu kale um but maybe maybe i am her in lots of ways maybe i am her in lots of ways um and all of these people are from you know call hawaii call the aina of hawaii their home and so my tutu mili and my papa kayama they had um three children and four children um four children and it's a kind of a, a interesting dynamic because my auntie paulette uh was my tutukale's daughter before entering into wedlock with my papa kayama and, and my tutukale um she never had a formal birth certificate so they had to make one for her and she had to go and give testimony to say like this is when she was born and this is she's hawaiian and um she's hawaiian and what is it called portuguese and there's a story behind her saying she was hawaiian and portuguese that down her mo'oku auhau um somebody lied saying they're portuguese so they could work on a portuguese ship and so that she might actually be more you know, she might not really be Portuguese. She might just be Hawaiian. And that would make sense as to why she didn't have a birth certificate. Um, because back in the, those times, like, you just birthed children and, and paper didn't, wasn't always the way. Especially um, on, on Hawaii Island where she was living. So, you know, there's so many, there's so many things I wish I could talk to my Tutukale about. And maybe one day in some form of someone else, I'll get to talk to her about those things. Um, so anyway, they had my um, my Auntie Paulette. She is actually my Tutu Kale's, um daughter out of wedlock. And she, there was something that happened along the way there that resulted in this, this keiki. Um, and I think she was... I think my Auntie Paulette was loved. I'm not sure. And then my Uncle Dexter, Uncle Dexter Kayama, um, the first child of my Papa Kayama, and my Tutu Kale. Um, he's a powerhouse in, in, in all the ways. Um, and then my mom, Rachel, Leimomi Kayama. And then my Uncle Sam, um, who was um, Hanaid, adopted by my grandfather and my Tutukale. Uh, when he was a young kid, they brought him in to be part of the family. And this blended family in Hawaii, this is not abnormal. Um, this is very much so a thing to do things like this and to to welcome and hold babies in this way. Um because again going back to makua makua i don't think i've talked about this here but makua means parent um and there's no different word for auntie and uncle everyone um in that line is a parent makua and and that makes sense in this space so those are my my that's my genealogy um as i know it you know there's lots of other parts of this um but like embedded in in all of that exists um hawaii 
Hawaii as my home and, and that's where I'm from. That's where I'm from. Where are you now? Um, I'm currently in Kumeyaay lands of San Diego in California. And I'm in our bedroom in the house that we rent here. Um, and it's kind of in shambles because we're packing up to move home. And, um, you know, I feel like I, I'm in a good place. I'm in a place where my heart is open, my mind is open, and my hands are open. Um, and I think that is a, a really good place to be right now with the world as it is. Um, you know, in the now that I exist in, what my roles are, I'm, I feel like I'm un, like limitless. I feel like I... There are so many things that on the daily I do and and partake in um, in the re- raising of our children. Um, that's like probably the biggest do in, in the ways that I participate in um, the world, you know, the social justice movements of the world via Instagram or Actually, probably that's like the biggest way is the social media. And, you know, in in my relationship with, with Kenny and in this partnership, this, um, this maunaing each other back, this kind of like magnetic force that exists between us uh, for navigating the world. And... Um, you know, it's it's super reflective. It's a super reflective time in my life. And um, I also exist, you know, like in, in addition to all things, it's just the normal day-to-day things. The eating, the cleaning, um, the exercising, the healing, just doing all of those things in conjunction with the roles and responsibilities that you hold and making that time for the reflectiveness. Um and kind of, you know, sitting back in all of those roles as well. Never, over, you know, trying not to overexert in any which one, but kind of taking it in pieces uh, is pretty interesting to me. And probably would answer the question of where I am now, you know. Um, I don't know if I, you know, I think about, like, sharing right now that I have degrees that after where I came from coming to Mokuhonu like I did all of what I've done in my life thus far to be able to do better for myself I'm learning that first and foremost for myself and then for my home for Hawaii and um, so like when I talk about you know I went away I didn't know this at that time for me first, for healing, um, to be able to be where I am now, where I can speak. I think for a long time in my life, even up until this point, even sometimes now, I was um, unable to, to do what I do, unable to share, unable to disclose. Um, I think another thing... Well, that explains where I am now. I am not working. I was let go from my work. Um, So that gives me the time and energy to this. And, you know, because I was let go, I have unemployment. Um, And yeah, that's, that's where I am now. That's where I am now. Um, and then, oh wait, I forgot this, like everything I did was for Hawaii and for home that also included fulfilling the prophecy, I guess, that my, my Papa Kayama put out for me to become an att- a lawyer and to become an attorney. So I'm a barred lawyer in the quotation state of Hawaii. Um yeah it's weird 
it's weird but you know you do what you do and had a conversation with my uncle dexter who's also an attorney i was like yo we don't we don't acknowledge the state of hawaii so how can we bar ourselves here and he says this this action is required for us to get into those spaces we need to be in and therefore we do it and and that speaks a lot to so many things you know like out of necessity of getting a seat at the table we do things that we don't agree with 100% we do not agree with and I don't think we need to um, like for example there are unethical parts of being a lawyer of being a doctor there are bad things about those things right you can you can choose like there it's not all happy glory whatever um but you make it what you put in you make it what you want it to be you make it what you want it to be so even in the now for example even in the now in my messy room um i made the bed and that's a big deal the room is still a freaking mess but the fact the bed's made is a big deal and that allows me to be better in the now not perfect but to be better in the now and trying in the now i think that's a big thing too i'm trying in the now where are you going so my god where am i going so tomorrow um i'm going to be with kenny's family uh, his mom and dad specifically for the first time in so long because we've just been staying away due to covid and and wanting to keep them safe um so we're gonna go be with them but um on july 22nd 2020 we are moving home we all the girls and i and daddy kenny we're moving home and um a lot of people ask me oh look what does that mean to move home and what are you gonna do and i was like well you know i know that what i'm gonna do will come to me and i know that there are things in the works um already you know that that i'm investing time into and that i'm investing energy into um that will open up what is supposed to be for me and i'm i'm learning to trust that what will be for me will come to me um and you know long t- for so long in my life i haven't been like that like i had to plan and like everything to a t and and it's kind of tiring and um being able to to go with this flow and to to say what is supposed to be for me will come to me is really powerful and gives me a lot of space to to um breathe to breathe and to trust and i i i acknowledge i fully acknowledge how how privileged i am you know, not privilege how much kuleana i have right privilege and responsibility i have to navigate this well to navigate this move and and my movements from now on into the future really really well um not without fault but always trying and and consciously aware of of how blessed um i am yeah maybe that be maybe because i made specific choices throughout my life and all the people who made me who i am made choices in their life um but but that is not without struggle that is not without any backstory of uh, of just pain right of just like just like really uh making choice that was wasn't easy i don't think it was easy for for my grandfathers both of them to have enlisted 
to serve a country that that told them they didn't have worth. How could that have been easy? And just like thinking of them possibly as children, like my grandfather's as children wouldn't want to hurt people. So I think that was really hard for them. Probably. And I know my grandmothers, oh man, they felt. And I know my parents. My parents. You know, they they did a lot. They, they're doing a lot and they're moving through a lot and I acknowledge that and I acknowledge all of that to be able to put me to where I am today and all the other parts that aren't just my family that, that happen to allow for that to happen in my life and to create what's available to me in the future for where I'm going and what I'll be doing Um, what's my superpower oh god so many superpowers and that might be it i don't think i'm just good at i don't think i'm really 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 good at just one thing i think i know and try a bunch of different things and they you know like maybe that's it maybe you know my adhd my dyslexia um these things that that the world says are so you know medicaid and just stifle those might be my superpower um and i think another big superpower of mine is just loving people and just like loving in both you know the gaudy way and the hard way of loving people the hard way of like setting boundaries and talking about the truth and 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 then the big way like everybody i could talk to everybody i love everybody kind of way so <laughs> definitely the duality of that and that, those are probably my superpowers is um you know trying all the things and 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 kind of like releasing shame and doing that and seeing all the connections um and definitely the love how do i practice grace uh with myself others or what i do oh my god so many ways um for example there's a ton of dishes left in the sink tonight and i'm just you know that's fine that's fine because it's okay um and i did so many other things uh and i and this is this is definitely like i didn't i i only learned grace I literally had to meet someone named Grace to learn Grace. And um, that's kind of, you know, like in my in my work as a guidance counselor, I, I sometimes had a really hard time being empathetic with people or being graceful with people. I was like, just come on, just get it together. Um, and kind of just already pushing them into that positive realm when they needed me to just sit, like sit down and leave the dishes and sit with me for a minute. Um, and I... I I'm only learning that now and I, I get better at it every day. Um, I do. I think so. What am I grateful for? Oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for myself. I'm grateful for myself in all the ways that I am trying and I am, I'm out here and I am embracing all of the parts of me and in that like being able to to be who i really want to be you know like in that being able to be selfless um because when i acknowledge my power like and i acknowledge myself as a powerful person and as someone who deserves love and time i give myself that time and then i'm able to move about selflessly because that's how I want to be. I want to be selfless. I love to be selfless. But selflessness to myself too, you know? It's it's really cool that I'm I'm learning to be both selfless to other, I mean, t- selfless to others really comes easily for me, but learning to be selfless to myself. Um, I'm really grateful, grateful for that and I'm grateful for myself. All right. Here we go. 
was that fun? I hope it was fun. I don't know if it was fun or if it was all over. But YOLO. YOLO OMI. So my YOLO OMI, just so you guys, like, circle back to this. My grandmother, Birgit, Marie, uh, Rosemary, uh, Soma, because that's her name now. We made a hashtag for her once called YOLO OMI. And um, she, she... She holds a lot of sadness because my grandfather left so soon in their relationship, she felt, and left her. Um, and she stayed and waited for him in some way, you know. And we made this this thing, YOLO OMI, um, when we tried to bring her out of that by visiting with us. And YOLO means you only live once. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that. And here we go with Rapid Round. Yeah, 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 yeah. My favorite color is blue. My favorite number is four. Duh, September 4th. Like, four is also just a beautiful number. Um, My favorite word... So, actually, Unique told me my favorite word is E-A. 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 And, and you need to look that up on com. I think it's .com. Um... And you'll see if you follow me on Instagram that I capitalize EA a lot. And there's a reason for that. Um, EA is a Hawaiian word. It's in Olala Hawaii. What brings you joy? Um, oh, man. Our girls. Anairail Anoikea Veale Kokoula Sha. And Kenley Area Haukea Sha. Oh, my God. So much joy. So much joy. What is your favorite environmental feature? Oh, this is tough. I love the ocean. I love, love the ocean. Who is your number one fan? Y'all, honestly, I feel like I have so many fans. Um, I guess I'm most proud of becoming my own number one fan, though. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> um... Uh, something you are hopeful for. God, all the things. I'm just... I'm just hopeful for all the things. I, I truly am. And I think that that helps me wake up every morning. That helps me wake up every morning. Um, Is this the last one? Yeah, here it is. Um, Water is... Essential. Water is essential. Yeah. So that's my rapid fire. I don't know if I really... I don't think I talked enough about, like, my own path in thriving in resilience. Like, what I've had to overcome in my own life. I talked a lot about my mo'oku alhau and what they had to overcome. Um, But not really what I've overcome. Hmm. I wonder why I did that. Because I have overcome a lot. And I guess I'll just like kind of share that. Uh, I think in my younger years, the first time I ever saw injustice, um, and it really bothered me, was in regards to bullying at school. And I was maybe like first grade or something, and I saw bullying, and I tried to address it, and it was kind of one of those things, like let it, just let it happen. And then I myself was bullied. Um... <laughs> Uh, on the school bus to Kamehameha School Summer School with this bully kid and it resulted in like my dad coming on the bus so that wasn't really helpful I guess like that shows you that your parents help you when there's injustice or can help you I'm not sure how that still flies today um and you know that was tough and then going to school and being diagnosed or said that I had dyslexia and um ADHD that was interesting but I think it resulted in me getting really good support and help um, and learning adapted to who I am and strategies for navigating schooling um, so it worked for me you know that's a big deal um, and then I think in in my household um, sh- there was my brother was treated very differently than I was. There's a lot of expectations, and I was just talking to my cousin about, you know, 
our expectations discipline or are they two different things and they're definitely two different things so I was kind of stifled by expectations growing up and what I was expected to be and do and um so I was really silenced a lot until I went to college and in college there was um There's things too, um, but I think the, you know the big, big resilience factors were probably law school. Definitely tested me. Um, constantly telling me I wasn't enough in law school, and that's just how law school is, and that's how the bar exam is, and um, the loss of a child. Kenny and I's first child we lost that was a big big one and you know so many other things outside of that but when I when I say my list it, it doesn't sound like anything compared to other resilience factors um, that other people have but I think it's important to acknowledge them because each person has their things and, and, and nobody's life is perfect and and that's the point is to to share and acknowledge that that everyone has their things and everyone has their things that they're healing from, that they're working on, um, that they come from and that you know speak to their reality and, and those are those are some of mine. So I hope oh I have to tell myself Noelle, I love you, I'm proud of you, I'm rooting for you, and I'm honoring you always. Yes, that was great. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, I can't wait to be 30, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> if you watch the movie, you know. Um, and yeah, be well and good to you. Drink water. Please drink some water. Um, and check out the moon tonight she's beautiful and we'll talk next time ah hui ho malo pono